Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bicharas My Chain. Uh, this is Sinur Hadi House. Uh, my guest today is uh, Tony, uh, Director of uh, Marketing at uh, PodPro, the latest and the most premier transportation management system for container trades carriers. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about how trades carriers handle the industry challenge. So Tony, could you please brief a little bit by yourself and your professional background? Yes, of course. First and foremost, thank you for having me. I actually grew up in the trucking industry. My family owns and operates a 70-year-old asset-based drayage carrier that services the ports of New York, New Jersey, along with several warehouses throughout New Jersey. So I, I grew up in the industry And after I graduated from college, I didn't go into the trucking business. I ended up working on Wall Street for four years. So I started as an intern on the electronic trading desk for an institutional brokerage owned by the Bank of New York called Convergex. Worked my way up to a vice president on the electronic trading desk and then Ended up quitting and venturing into uh, the entrepreneurial uh, world that I actually was raised in and received angel funding from my, my two bosses actually at Convergex to co-found my first software company within the trucking industry. And that was called Axel. And Axel actually started off as one of the first digital freight brokerages, kind of like the Uber Freight or Transfix or Convoy, Cargomatic. There's a bunch of them now, but that sort of business model. And we ended up transitioning into creating our own ELD solution, electronic logging device solution that we scaled to thousands of truck drivers throughout the United States and Canada, actually. Um, and then we ended up selling off that business line. So that was my my first venture into kind of starting my own business. And and from there, I ended up joining um, a venture capital firm called Edison Partners, which has been around for about 33 years based in Princeton, New Jersey. And there I was really responsible for building out the investment thesis around supply chain and logistics technology. Um, so built great relationships in, in the venture capital community learned you know what it takes to build a company not just from the lens of an operator but also from the lens of an investor so you know really getting to understand the unit economics that are important to be tracking in companies um, how to be going out and raising capital and when to go out and raise capital I learned you know a lot a lot about what it takes on sitting on the other side of the table um, I ended up joining the board of advisors for a couple of different companies um, focused on supply chain. Um, I'm one of the co-organizers for the New York Supply Chain Meetup Group, um, which has about you know a few thousand members around the, the world that partake in 
different networking opportunities to learn more about the industry. Um, and then a little over a year ago, I decided to join my former business partner at Axel, more in a full-time position at our company called PortPro. So now I'm back on the operation side of the trucking software industry and really excited uh, to be, um, you know, building out a company that could provide a lot of um, operational efficiencies to an industry that so desperately needs it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, uh, to start off the discussion, Tony, what is a drayage and why is it so important in supply chain? Yeah, this is a great question. So drayage is essentially short haul trucking. So it's trucking, you know, 18 wheelers, tractor trailers, big trucks, but we're only talking about moving, you know, within 100 miles. Um, so typically, because it's only traveling within 100 miles, this type of trucking is primarily done from the ports and the rail yards. So, for example, going to the ports, picking up a container and bringing it to a warehouse that is located within 100 miles from the ports. Um, so drayage is short haul. Then you have, you know, truckload. You have less than truckload, over-the-road trucking. Um, drayage is really just um, the niche of short-haul trucking. And it's so important because, you know, over there's there's been a lot of um, awareness and investment dollars going into final mile trucking, right? Bringing the product to the end consumer. But drayage is so important because um, it's the first mile. So when products come in from uh, international markets into our ports, drayage is the very first part of the logistical supply chain um, when a product arrives domestic onshore. So it's um, it's really important because there's a lot of issues going on in the industry. There's a lot of congestion in the ports and topics that we'll get into as we kind of get more in, in, into the podcast here. But um, it's the very first part of movement of the goods when the product arrives to the United States. Can you explain to our listeners what are the biggest obstacles and challenges of facing trade companies? Yeah, so this is kind of what I was actually just alluding to. So there's a lot of issues going on, not just specifically within drayage carriers operations, but more so in the industry as a whole, right? So our economy runs on supply chains. The supply chains is uh, the backbone of our economy. That's what we say at the New York Supply Chain Meetup Group. And it's true. Um, People haven't really realized how inefficient our supply chains are or how outdated the infrastructure is. And when we go through a global pandemic like COVID, we start to see more and more of these obstacles and challenges within the industry, right? So, uh, you know, with everyone at home and, and um, you know, e-commerce growing, people are starting to order online more and more. And we don't see that changing at all, really, in the future. Um, you know, more products are brought into to the United States and causes congestion, like we're seeing in the ports of 
New York, uh, you know, New, New Jersey and, and Los Angeles and Long Beach right now. We're seeing, you know, 70 plus vessels parked out, uh, you know, docked outside of uh, the ports trying to get in. Um, not enough employees at the terminals to manage this this inbound of containers coming into the ports. And then on top of that, a shortage of equipment actually. So we have all of these containers coming into the ports, right? It's very, very congested. Um, and then there's not enough chassis, which are the pieces of equipment, right? That connect the truck to the container. Um, so there's, there's a, plethora of different obstacles that are occurring right now but specifically when we're talking about the drayage carriers you know the it's really hard to be a drayage carrier right now because you know each trucking company has a specific number of hours that they can drive per day right this is a part of the um a federal mandate right that talks about drivers only being able to drive 11 hours per day being on duty for 14 hours per day and, you know, the congestion in the port is causing these truck drivers to have to sit in line sometimes for eight hours to get in and out of the terminals just to pick up one container. Right. So you can only imagine uh, a lot of the issues that come with that, especially when trucking companies get paid by or truck drivers get paid by the move. Right. And not by the hour. Um, they want to get in and out of places fast. Uh, particularly in the United States, uh, how do you see the development of drayage carriers in the next five years from now? Yeah, so drayage carriers are just going to continue to get busy, busier and busier, I would say. Um, we're going to start to see some level of um, automation, I think, within the next five years. I don't think we're going to have um, fully autonomous trucks on the road just yet. Um, I think that's 10 plus years away, but we're going to start to see a trend in that direction. I also think that drayage carriers are going to become much more technology enabled. So right now we have a lot of drayage carriers that are still running on Google, you know, spreadsheets, which serves as its purpose um, when a company is small. Um, also, a lot of companies running on legacy transportation management systems but with the rise in um in demand and um you know communication and visibility being so important um these drayage carriers are going to have to become much more technology enabled so that they could um better manage and automate their internal processes um so they can have better data around containers for example when's the last free day when is the container available when does the empty need to be returned having that sort of visibility in a platform and in technology you know can help um the trucking company owner make better decisions to hopefully mitigate some of the demerge and per diem charges that a lot of these carriers are facing due to the congestion in the ports, um, providing their customers with better visibility so that their customers can uh, have more visibility over their containers with that carrier. Um, so this sort of visibility is going to become more and more important and this data 
uh, is going to become more and more important. I think the last thing is, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of consolidation. Um, we're going to see larger companies like Amazon come in and start to acquire a lot of the smaller mom and pop type trucking companies just to be able to acquire their assets, their truck, their trucks and their chassis. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I see things heading in the next five years. Mm -hmm. So, Tony, uh, could you share a little bit more about the possible improvement around uh, trades management? What are your thoughts on the role of technology in the improving the process, system, and capability of trade management? Yes. Yeah, so, like I just mentioned, a lot of drayage carriers are still operating on Google spreadsheets and or outdated legacy transportation management systems, right? So, um, being able to operate and make business decisions, um, you know, it's not necessarily really driven by real data or metrics. Right now, it's just kind of by gut instincts and just by working in the industry and, and learning the ropes, right? But um, there's a lot of benefits that implementing technology can provide to these drayage carriers, right? Like I mentioned earlier, being able to give people the visibility into their containers, knowing um, what the last free day is, knowing when the container is available, knowing when it needs to be returned, um, giving them a dashboard that allows them to see this data um, at a high level and then be able to dive in deeper to, again, make better business decisions off of it, um, being able to track their trucks and um, just manage their own internal operations more, invoicing, right? A lot of customers have, you know, net 30 plus terms. Um, being able to and, and managing that a lot of the times is just one part of the business that, um, you know, can slow, slow down the growth of a company. And so being able to integrate processes that allow for automation of billing and invoicing and automatic reminders, you know, when, an, when invoices are outstanding and these little things that trucking companies can do. Uh, just to help improve their back operations would then allow them to become much more efficient and therefore provide better uh, customer service to their customers. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's really great advice, uh, Tony. So before we finish the conversa conversation today, yeah, what is the main critics way that you like to share with the listener? Yeah, I think the main key takeaway is uh, that it's, again, very obvious that there needs to be change within our supply chain infrastructure, specifically within the ports and within the drayage vertical. Um, if we don't get a lot of these processes solved, we're not going to be able to order things for next day and keep up mm. with this, uh, this trend of, you know, ordering things on Amazon and getting it the next day. Right. And yeah. the, the further we get out with generations, the more impatient we get and the more, th and the more we want things on demand. Right. So mm. it's going to be really important for us to build technology and innovate within the ports um, and within the drayage vertical. And last but not least important for, 
venture capital firms and investors to start investing more dollars into this sector to help speed up the process of um, innovating to to make processes more efficient. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, thank you again for joining us, Tony. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to speaking with you at another time. Thank you for having me. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.